Hey, I'm Lee Larie. And I'm Nick B. And this is Dirty Roses Podcast, where two girls from the City of Roses discuss love, lust, and perception. And we got two very different perspectives. That's right, because my girl Nick B is a long-term habitual dater. Oh, for real? That's what we're doing? I mean, girl, it's facts. Okay, you're right. And my girl Lee Larie was tied down and now newly single and don't know a thing about dating. Dang. Well, here we are taking our friends' dating stories and having real-life conversations. Dirty Roses Podcast starts now. I'm Lee Larie And I'm Nick B. And welcome to Dirty Roses Podcast. Now, we got some very special guests in the building today, and we are so excited. I say we're excited every episode, don't I? I mean, but we are, though. But I am. I'm excited every fucking episode. Everyone. Every episode. Today, but it is kind of a controversial topic, yeah. which is cool. I like it, but we're going to have fun with it. But we're talking about, and we, we're entering into Pride Month, which is amazing. Yes. yes. I got my little rainbow dress on, trying to be um, culturally appropriate. I'm wearing peeps. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode is the double standards in bisexuality. Now, I we start every episode yeah. with a, a scenario or a scene or a story. Um, and this one's kind of one that I saw on TV. It was an episode of this show called um, I'm Help, I'm Date, I'm in a Secret Relationship, right? And the, the episode happened where this guy thought his girlfriend was cheating on him. And they come to find out that she was, but it was with a girl. And once they brought the girl out during the little confrontation episode, you know, the, the scene where they were like, I'm going to confront you. The girl came out and he was so relieved. He was like, oh, yeah, this is cool. And they were like, why is it okay that she's cheating on you with a woman? And he's like, because this is hot. But it had been a dude. It would have been, been right. It would have been a problem. Yeah. So he fetishized her being bisexual and it was okay for her to step out on their relationship, not have that communication because it was with the girl. And I feel like if it was a dude or, you know, if it was like a girl thinking her dude was cheating on her and he found out he was cheating with another dude. It would have been a whole issue. Like, it wouldn't have been sexy. It wouldn't have been all those things. So we're going to talk about this double standard of sexuality and why being women bisexual and men bisexual and men gay is not okay, you know, with the traditional mindsets, right? Yeah. But we got some amazing guests in the studio, and I'm so excited. I got my girl, Jazzy. I call her my wifey. That's my boo. We kicking it. We kicking all, the, all of that in a bag of chips. Yes. And we got the men. The, the the hour when I say we got a local celebrity here I'm so excited okay yeah. and and y'all know I shared a song the other day he got some dope ass music yes. we done been Thank camping you. he done been to my house I feel like I I, I was there before even if that was something <laughs> twice but whatever I feel like I'm a part of the family but we got the man himself Roulette Delgado aka Big Bird Big Bird yes. <laughs> All the double R's. Yes. At least that she know how to roll that too. Hey. Oh, yeah. dirty roses. Okay, we gonna leave that one alone. Hold on, yeah. sip my drink. But we are talking about this, and of course, we're bringing them on because they themselves live the lives that we're talking about. Um, and I want to get their opinion because I can't speak to nothing. All I can speak is from you know my perspective. So, welcome to the show. We are so excited. Nick B. Yes. Have you witnessed or seen these scenarios play out where it's a double standard where it's okay for, like, we go to women's strip clubs and it's cool. Men can't go to men male review shows. Like, right. it's all a thing. So have you been in this scenario or so witnessed it? I myself have not been in the scenario, but I have a friend where we've discussed the double standard that he has. He He's a bisexual man. Okay. And um, he's at a point where right now he's looking for a relationship specifically with a woman. But when it comes to the time where he's ready to disclose his past, what his interests are and what his preferences are, you know, he'll share because it's about being open and honest with your partner. Right. Um, usually that's the point where the relationship ends. And it's mm -hmm. because women typically look at a man and they'll say, oh, you've been with a man. No, you're not bisexual. You're gay. Right. And I'm not here for it. But mm -hmm. let that be the other way around. Mm -hmm. Let it be a man who meets a woman who's bisexual. Uh -huh. It's not really a problem. It's, right. it's almost welcomed or it's right. at least tolerated. But not only in the community, but specifically the black community right. is not okay. And mm -hmm. so that was another reason why I really wanted to dive into this topic. Because yeah. I want to understand the double standard, not only from a sexual orientation, but also culturally. Right. And understand kind of the difficulties that you navigate or mm -hmm. that you've come across and how you how you manage what you do. Right, right, right. So if you guys care to share, what are your sexual preferences? So I identify as bisexual. Okay. Openly bisexual. Okay. Even I now identify as bisexual. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. 
And and have you guys both always been open about this to the public? Uh, yeah. So I've always been, you know, open about it. Uh-huh. I don't want to say always. Let me be clear. Okay. Uh, at a certain age. So I'd say about 20 is mm-hmm. when I was extremely open. Mm-hmm. Uh, during those young years, teenage years, I didn't have the safe space to be open. Okay. Uh, but then I got to a place where I didn't care about the safe space. You mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying? It was mm-hmm. more so like, this is me. I'm wearing it on my... So you're going to... Right, right, right. You know. And was your safe space defined because you came of age and it felt appropriate to talk about your sexual orientation? Or was it also that mama don't play that? And no, you're not. And the church says... So that was the main reason why I kept it to myself mm-hmm. for so long. It was one of those things where I don't... Mom is so... Or auntie is so... Or grandma is so... Or uncle is so... You know, we know mm-hmm. they're so holy-roly. Yeah. Where me saying this, I, I, it was a lose-lose battle. Okay, so if I like boys, I'm going to be shunned for being that part. No. But if I like girls then I'm shunned for being gay. Mm. So it was one of those situations. And you need Jesus, evidently. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> I actually went through the let's pray the gay away stage. Like, oh. oh, she's such a tomboy. She likes basketball too much. She likes this too much. Where, you got a boyfriend? Where your boyfriend at? Mm. I'm going to start going, yeah. start dealing with that a little bit. So then it was like, well, I do like boys. So, hey, you know, it, right. it was just a really tricky kind of yeah, play actually. for me. But once I came into Oh, no, I've been on my own since I'm 18. I'm paying my own bills. I live on my own. Mm-hmm. No, this is my truth. Yes, right, right. But I didn't come out to my mom until I was 35. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. What, what was, was that like similar story for you? No. No. <laughs> I definitely uh, was not open for a long time. I, I didn't come out until I was 28. Mm. Um, and mainly because of society, because mm-hmm. at home, uh, my mom definitely showed signs of um, homophobia. Okay. Uh, using certain words. And, you know, just in my stepdad, um, it's just where I grew up at, you know, Northeast Portland in the North, like, obviously, the black community is so against, um, not everybody, but there's against um, homosexuality. So, for especially against men. So, for me, it was really, really hard. But um, 28, I came out on divorce court, the TV show. And were you? Wait, hope that was your first appearance of coming out? Yeah. And it was on a national platform? The talk of the tennis. So you didn't yeah. even have an opportunity to, like, test it out first but with, the, with but, the select but group. That means he was married because he was on divorce court. Did so I was she... not married. Oh, okay, okay. Before your vows episode. So, uh, but yeah, I did Okay, okay. We were married. Okay. Um, and those are some tricky times in my life because mm-hmm. we were going through a lot. And um, ne- even now people say, oh, well, that's why you guys didn't work and it, it didn't work out because you were gay the whole time. It was like, no, we had more issues. Right. That matters. Just like men, like there was a lot going on. Right. But, um, does she blame the separation though on, does she acknowledge those issues or does she come back and say, nah, it's because you weren't a man. Does she agree with the reason for that separation? I think so. And also okay. um, we were friends after for a little bit then people okay. I think got into her head and mm-hmm. she's supposed to block me out. So. Were you the one that brought it up on the show or did she? Um, I didn't. Okay. I did. Okay. And so I didn't plan on it, but I did because at the time somebody was hanging over my head. And so mm-hmm. the rumors going around, I denied them, um, you know, denied, denied, denied. And then finally I just kind of got tired of dealing with it because I was like depressed, suicidal, like mm-hmm. it was killing me. And then finally I was like, you know what? It's time to tell everybody at one time. Mm. So once we got the opportunity to do the show, I said, I might as well just, just do it. Just say it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't. And, changing now this city is such a friendly place when it comes to accepting white most white gay so right so that so they're friendly when it comes to white gay not 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 mm-hmm. the black gay community or by community i mean and for those that are listening so oregon has been a very uh it's a very liberal and i use air i'll say air quotes with liberal town so we had sundown laws that were for the whole entire state that lasted until 1926 um where black people could not be in the state and that's you know that's what not even that's like less than 100 years ago. So, yeah, we talk about that and then we talk about people being here and black and, and it being liberal, but it's not as liberal as y'all think. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about they love the gays, they love they got every gay bar up in this yeah. city in town and they got, the you know, everything. But it's still taboo in our own community. Yep. So, yeah, just to add a little tidbit for those that aren't in Oregon. Right. OK. okay. So how was it? I'm sorry. I was going to ask, like, how, how was the moment when you guys actually like shared your truth? Was it freeing? Was it scary? Was it how did that happen? And was it the feeling, the emotion behind it? So for me, the first time, 
the first conversation I had was with someone who I considered a friend. Okay. Who happened to be dating my brother. Okay. And so then she went and told my yep. brother. And that wasn't how I intended on having this conversation with Got my it. brother mm-hmm. and my sister. Mm-hmm. So they both, when they got that information, it was attacked. It wasn't like, a, oh, this is who you are and we accept it. Mm-hmm. It was, how could you? How dare you? Why would you tell her before telling us? It was a like that kind of, and it was no acceptance. Ooh. So for me, it was like, I'm kind of, a, you know, my, the way I move is different. So right. like once I got that energy, mm-hmm. like, oh, well, right. Let me give you what you're giving me. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Who's next? I'm giving all the fucks <laughs> to all of you. <laughs> you the fuck you Because it was like, well, do you know how scary it was for me to tell you this? Like, do you know how scary it was to... Well, to put your trust in what you thought was a best friend or a friend. Yeah. And then she tell my brother, it was just like, whoa. So it took time for my brother definitely to really kind of get it and then one day he was like well it makes sense you know that's kind of you know but all those it, it all adds up so we check it out the same female i get it now yeah. <laughs> but it was hurtful so that's mm-hmm. what also shied me it shied me away from my mom's situation it shied me away from how do i talk to her talking to my dad was easy talking i had uncles who would be like we see you in the strip club too much girl what you <laughs> What you got going on? I mean, everybody go to the strip club out here, though. That, 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 that's it's cultural. It's, it's, yeah. But it was kind of to the point where they were like, you at the tip bar too much. <laughs> you ain't sitting in the back eating the steak. That's me. I'm in the back eating. They got some good ass steak. <laughs> I know you by name in here. What you got going on? But it was great having uncles who, and I think that would kind of play into maybe some more of what we'll talk about as far as like the the over-sexualization of women being bisexual. Because... I start finding when people found out, most people, or I told them they weren't tripping. They were right. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, what's up with this? Or what's up with that? Do either of you feel like the folks that know that you're bisexual are, especially if, you meeting, if you're meeting them new, are they more interested in having monogamous relationships with you or open relationships because they think, oh, you're bisexual, we can get a threesome in? Is How does mm-hmm. that look? Um, In my experience, it's been more so um monogamy like mm-hmm. more so not not so like let's explore other things i've had experiences where like i like somebody and may have caught feelings for them and they're like well you know i'm more so like you know trying to be open and this and that and would you be willing to try and for me i'm like i've never done that before mm-hmm. so first i was like hell the fuck no but then <laughs> i was like well okay i like the person a lot so maybe we can try this yeah. and then we tried and i was just like fuck no like, do you think that they would have even approached you with that if you uh were not openly bisexual um i'm not sure because it, it was a guy so it was still another yeah yeah okay another, okay boyfriend in california who they have like a turbulent history but um you know, he felt like I still love this person, but like I, I like you a lot and want to like, do yeah. both. And mm-hmm. because I like this person a lot and have feelings, I wanted to try it. But then once we did, I was just like, That's things we do for some love. So, right? It more, it was more poly, or was it more like the actual threesome? Uh, more, if you care sharing, no, 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 more so like poly, like okay, two separate relations. That V, okay, yeah, yeah we common guys, separate relationships. I can't share. Yeah. I, I can't. <laughs> I'm too jealous. I'm yeah. too jealous. I'm not. I'm not gonna be jealous. That's why I say I can't. I couldn't even do a threesome if I wanted to because I'm so selfish. I'd be like, you was down there way too long. You was in there way too long. But what about me? All about me. Do me now. Do me now. No, I. There is an I in team, and it's me. I talked to somebody, and they said it's just a lot of work doing it. You gotta. I heard that too. You gotta go here. You gotta go there. You gotta keep your energy up. You can't. I'm just. It's a lot of work, from what I understand. It is a lot of work. Work like two words. And I'm too lazy. Like I don't want to be a lazy lay, but I'm like, listen, my knees are not able to support this anymore. I'm of an age where I can't do it. So don't don't ask me to do a lot. You gonna get. Two positions, three max out of me. She says she and that's it. Just look at the cut. Look at the she got. Look, we just go. We gonna lay on my stomach, and I'm gonna lift it, lift my leg, and that, and that's what you gonna get. That's all. That's all you getting today. I'm mad at threesomes. Um, I can I can do those, but relationship why it's just that's it gets yeah. too complicated. Yep. Yeah. Um. So no. <laughs> and I think on my end, the thing that 
happens the most is the threesome thing mm-hmm. when it comes to me being approached by women or mm-hmm. you know it's more so like hey so you got a man but i got a man and i want you to do mm-hmm. this with me my man they're trying to recruit you yeah, yeah. yeah. More, that's what i deal with more is oh you're bi uh-huh. hey come play with us and i'm like well hey no come play with me right. I got, you know how to but I do, I, so I do wonder, like, with that being said, I feel like women are approached more with the curious women. And do men get approached by curious men? Like, is that, a, is that like a thing? Yes. And so that's the crazy thing. Like, like me being who I am, I'm right. super humble person, like really cool down to earth. So a lot of men gravitate towards me, like as friends, but then a lot of them mm-hmm. do the whole, well, you know, I've thought about this and that, and, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm telling you because like, they feel like they can confide in exactly, you. Mm. and so which they can because I'm not gonna you know yeah. nobody's being or nothing because I've been through that and that's how I came out. So um, I would hate for somebody else to go through that, but literally like I get that all the time. You know what I mean? And so, but it also most time leads to like like heartbreak or disappointment mm. because it's like oh I want to try this with you, but then it's like oh this may not be for me. And then, they experiment with you. They exactly. they feel that they can use that as a, a test. Yeah, exactly. that's something I don't like. See, yeah, that yeah. seems like that's really messing with your guys' emotions and feelings too. And I'm you know, like, how does that land with you? So it's it's tough because um, I initially you know was in the closet down low, so um, I would go for down low dudes, and because of that, because your secret's safe, exactly, yeah. my secret's safe. But because of that, it's always somebody that's either in a relationship or they have, a, you know, a, they're married or have a whole different life. Uh-huh. And so after a while, after like dealing with the promises and the lies and all that, uh-huh. I decided that once I came out, I'm not going to deal with nobody on the download because, you know, I respect myself enough to know I deserve more. Mm-hmm. But then there's still something so taboo and so exciting about messing with a download dude because they're so like. It's the chase, too. It's the chase. Like, that's excitement. Knows, yeah. But it gets so messy. And so um, at, at this point, I can still talk to a download dude and pursue them, but not if they're okay. in a relationship with a woman and have kids and all that. I, I can't do that because mm-hmm. that's, that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. I mean, I think that'd be true for almost, you know, a straight person approaching it, too. Like, uh-huh. we like don't, the sneaky links. Yeah, we yeah. don't want to mess up nobody's home. Like, that's not right. the, the goal here. There's some people I mean, there's there's the... Them folks that don't give out fucks or give fucks things, give them out. Yeah, that yeah. part. Uh. Right. Interesting. So then, why do you guys think that it's more socially acceptable for women to be bisexual, but men mm-hmm. here just? Oh, why do you think that? Why do you think that is? I think it's the erotica of it. Yeah, think about it. Who gets off on that more than anybody? More than lesbian or bisexual women, straight men. They mm-hmm. get off on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. The thought of two women kissing each other arouses them. The thought of being able to have two women with him together. Uh-huh. It's not because men are just scared to see sexual deviance. Like they, they, <laughs> they're scared to see two men together and fear that someone will think that they're gay because they, or they fear that they actually will like it. Or, or yeah, I mean, so is it really that they get off more, or they're just more scared of social reaction to accepting? I could say we could say maybe it's evenly both. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. Because for a woman to be open about her curiosity mm-hmm. is more acceptable. So a man is going to keep that to himself. He can't even go to his partner and be like, because his partners are looking at him like, you looking at me? Yeah. Right. Right, right, right. And and I think that where we come, where the big differences come is women have more safe spaces in some ways. And we might not have a lot. Like I didn't have a lot, but I had enough. Mm-hmm. Men, where is their safe space to say, Hey, I'm curious about this. Mm-hmm. Hey, I like this. And then someone not say, Oh, you're gay. Yeah. And you're yeah. gay. Because mm-hmm. there are men who are hetero who identify as heterosexual, but things that they do in the bedroom with a woman can be considered gay. Mm-hmm. But they they don't yeah, but they don't like that part, yeah. Hey, <laughs> but they don't like men. Right. You know what I mean? So it's that's where you kind of so I think it's even. Mm-hmm. And I definitely feel like um with that that whole double standard it's 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 taught it starts at home like me growing up you know um my big cousins my boy cousins were always telling me yeah two girls and you know so you get people get accustomed to that like racism is taught like nobody's born racist um and i just feel like 
because it's been so accepted like everybody's like okay it's it's fine for two girls like it's totally okay because it's mm -hmm. sexy it's this and that but then once you cross over to two dudes it's like oh nope the bible or it's, it gets to be so much and i'm like you said it's just it's so fetishized you know like mm -hmm. people just they, they love to see two women together which I can't knock it because I do too, and I think I think it's wrong. He said that's why. <laughs> like yeah, that's why I'm by. At the same time, I feel like it's okay for two men too, but society says no. Mm -hmm. That's just it's always been that way. So if you meet a, a new female today, and you're you know she catches your eye and you'd like to approach her, um, at what point do you feel comfortable letting her know your sexual orientation? Off top. Off top. I'm, I'm gonna start off top because. Um, Oh, for one thing, more women have been throwing it at me now. Than ever. Hmm. Well, I, okay, so so that's that. Do you, do you trust that, or do you feel that they're clout chasing? Because I feel like some whole chasing, but I also feel like some um, women literally love that. They're like, I love that you like both, and they may not want to experience that together, but they're like, you know, I love how open you are. You're honest. You're a great person. This and that. Um, I got hit on that Safeway one time. This girl was like, oh, my God, you ran TV, right? You look better in person. What's up, big bird? And <laughs> running game. I was like, wow. Like, so my homeboy was like, bro, how are you getting more pain than me? And then he's straight. I'm like, oh, no, bro, this is different. I mean, but your celebrityism kind of is pulling people in, too. Right, right. So that's where I feel like it would yeah. be it'd be tough for me if, if I were in the situation. Because now I'd want to know, well, who's real? And who's sure. over here just watching reality TV and seeing me, you know, that's true. Doing they want thing. they want to be the person that right. bags big like, bird. Do you right. think he gonna put me on the show? Am I gonna right? Get, right. It, it, I'm the one that turns him not gay, you know. Right. Right. I'm the exception. Right. <laughs> and there's no bring you back anything. I'm definitely more I'm more into into dudes. Uh -huh. Okay. So that's the thing. Okay. But like all twenty eight years of my life being, you know, in the closet or whatever. I strictly dated girls. Right. I had a whole bunch of girlfriends, you know, female sexual partners, like, the whole time. And it was never just, like, a cover-up, like, oh, I'm doing right. this to mm -hmm. overcompensate. It was just, it is what it is, you know. Mm -hmm. But once I came out, I said, oh, okay, this is different. Like, you can try this out now. And then I, I, I figured I liked it more, but the emotional part was way deeper. Yeah. So. Gotcha. So, okay, with that being said, do you have a preference of, the orientation of the person that you're with. So do you prefer that your person yeah. be strictly like, I want, I'm bisexual because I like men and women, but when I date a man, I want it to be, I want you to be a gay man. Or is it that you don't mind their bisexual and that they might, you know, dip and dab and whatever they do also and, and vice versa. Like, is there a preference? Uh, I don't mind. Personally, okay. uh, only because it would be the same thing if we were, you know, a straight couple, like right. she might want to be talking to another dude or what it's mm. like, it's just the same difference. So, right. um, there's, there's no real preference. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't. If you ever cheated on, would it matter who, if someone was cheating on you with the same sex or opposite sex, would it bother you in your, any way? Uh, I mean, other than being cheated on. Uh, <laughs> because I mean, that, that's one thing. Me, it's more so just that you're cheating. Right. right. But I mean, it's, some people are fighting the stink right. of it like, okay, so if he's cheating on me with another woman, do you find her more attractive because you're competing with a woman? Or That's funny you say that because I always joked about the fact that I was like, if I were to ever get cheated on, I would want it to be that they cheated with me with a man. Because then I would know that it wasn't it something wasn't that I did. Yeah. It was because your attraction just wasn't to me. Yeah. But we can't control... <laughs> I mean, that's cheating. cheating. Yeah, no. <laughs> can't, but that part... We can't control why people cheat. Yeah. Right. Like, so for me, the thing that would bother me the most in that mm -hmm. is... Well, I didn't know mm -hmm. that you were dealing with men. Mm. That's the part that would bother me the most. Mm -hmm. Now, if we had an open conversation, because I am so open right. that it's just like he said, from the gate, you mm -hmm. know, yeah, I'm bisexual. Because I've had men who are like, no, you're gay. And they don't like it. Mm. They don't like bisexual women mm -hmm. because it's a it's a whole threat. It's right. a whole issue. Because what can you know you because they will be more someone could offer you something that they can't more threatened by a man yeah because when we talk about men usually men are usually comparing dick sizes let's right. keep it the butt right that's usually <laughs> what their whole thing is is his dick bigger than mine is he touching walls <laughs> i ain't touching what the fuck is going on Period. but when it's a woman mm. they're like oh no it, it's like it blows their mind they can't compete they it's a different compete. it's a different because they're like Damn, she can't eat you like i can eat i would do better that part yeah. everything she does is better that so that but for me back to what i was saying if you tell me from the mm -hmm. beginning like 
I am one of those people. I rather you be open with me. Give me the choice mm-hmm. to decide yeah. if that's my freak or if it's not. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and I'm and the reason why I say freak, it don't all have to be sexual, but mm-hmm. you are with this person, it is sexual. Yeah. So maybe we don't combine, we don't bring together what we do separately. So I right. might not bring my women to you or you don't bring your men to me. But you know, how are you dealing with them? How are you sleeping with them? Like it's so many different things that right. There's so many different yeah, right. ways you can go with it. Right. That's for me, like I said, I'd rather you be open and honest with me. Mm-hmm. I haven't been privileged to do that. And I and I also think about what kind of brother has the safe space to come to me and be honest. How do you about determine that so quick? I mean, like, we just don't know. Right. So it would be a blessing to meet someone like you who would be upfront. Yeah. Gay. Right. 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 What if you're dealing with the brother who's still trying to figure it out. Or he but he so what does the safe space look like for men though i don't know if there is one what what would it look like if you could say this would be my ideal situation of where this would have been my safe space or i or maybe you are the safe space so what do you provide to other people that allows that freedom um definitely uh confidentiality is the biggest Mm. biggest thing uh trust because people want to talk about it that's the thing like mm-hmm. you have this like burning desire right that you want to talk about but there's nobody to talk to about it because the fear of your whole business being spread to everybody yeah um and i had experienced that so it was so hard for me to like my my introduction into uh being who i am today was very very hard so now i get why people confide and you know and look at me as a safe space and it's it's mm-hmm. the confidentiality it's the trust is it easier to date outside of your current city limits for that reason that in the event that somebody wants to talk about it, at least they ain't talking about it to somebody, you know, I mean, yes. And I don't really talk to people that are like in the mix, like, mm. you know, cause you know, blow this small and, and you know, who's who and this and that the people I talk to, nobody would even know. Like I get flack from all my homies and my best friend for liking white boys a lot. White boys make sure huh? I like niggas too, but like you know, I I, I like, like what you like. Dating white dudes, and because nobody knows them, nobody's gonna be you know tracking them down on Instagram and Facebook and seeing you know being in the business. So, um, for that reason, like that's mm-hmm. that's just what I go for. But also, um, dating out in different you know I don't know. It's I've had a couple things in different area cookies <laughs> okay. you know, okay. more so like traveling places and being in the right place at the right time. So okay, like that. yeah. What about you? Is it easier for you to have these relationships local or would you prefer to meet somebody new outside of where people would know you? Well, since I'm married. Well, I mean, there's that. How does that, so how does that work with your marriage, actually? Mm-hmm. It can be a negative. Okay. Mm-hmm. Be honest about it. You know, it's a negative in a way if the person you're dealing with isn't really aware of what you got going on. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you're bisexual, but are you fucking all your friends? Like, is, is your friend bi? Is she gay? And, mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying this. Is there no security? That's not a personal situation. It's just those are things that can come up. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And they are conversations that I've had to have, you know. So it's like, just because I'm bisexual doesn't mean that I'm boning every female that right. is around me. I want to be able to go have fun with my homegirls. And yes, there may be a sprinkle. Everybody razzle-dazzle differently. So we <laughs> might have somebody that's lesbian. We yeah. might have somebody that's super straight. I got a great or super straight. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I got some who are super gay. Then I got some who are trying to figure it out. Uh-huh. And I got some who are just like me. I'm bi. Uh-huh. You know, but I want to be able to do that and it not be a concern of yours. Right. If we're getting together and it's, you know, lesbian gang bang 33 happening. <laughs> <laughs> Because 32 wasn't the one. Right, right, right. <laughs> you want to be able to, I want to move in who I am without these restraints or these restrictions of your fear. So with you being married, is your marriage an open marriage? I would say yes. You know, we definitely discuss polygamy, uh, not polygamy, <laughs> but, you know, different things, polyamory, uh-huh. polygamy, You're right, right. Open marriages. We've talked about what that looks like for us mm-hmm. because- you know, with me being bisexual mm-hmm. and me uh, have been in a relationship with a woman and experienced mm-hmm. the emotional ass, and this is all within my marriage, we had to actually sit down and have some really mm-hmm. conversations that bring butterflies to your stomach. There are right. conversations you can, you're like, afterwards, you're like, do I have to sleep with one while? Because I was so transparent. 
I was so open, but it's so free. Yeah. And it's such a great feeling to be able to say, okay, you know, like he calls me a lesbian that likes dick. That's what he talks to. That's what he likes. <laughs> Not I married a lesbian that likes dick. Lesbian that likes dick. <laughs> I signed up for this. I signed up for it. <laughs> that likes dick. And I'm like, how do we, let's break that down. Right. Yeah. Right. Being not like, that like, I don't yeah, know right. what you mean by that, you know? Mm-hmm. So were any conversations prior to marriage reevaluated after marriage? You know? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Because prior to marriage, it was like, oh, we're the pussy bandits. I'm the best plan. We're not going to get these bitches together. I'm sorry, babe. I will be like, oh, that's how you guys just started. Like, it was, I'm, that's how open I am. That's dope. And that was, but that was years ago. Though. That was 14 years, years ago. That's but dope. that's how we started. Like, our, right. our, our friendship, our partnership was, oh, we're going to strip club tonight. Let's go. Let's get this bitch. Let's about to mag them. It was, you know, and then it turned into something else. And here we are 14 years Right. right. It's amazing. Yeah. But it's been very challenging because I've found myself, and I can't be mad about it there. I can be honest and say sometimes we do things that put you in certain situations where you're in the hot seat. Mm. I'm human. I've done things. And so it's put me in the hot seat. But sometimes it gets to a point where you're like, this is not what I'm battling with now, thank God. But you're like, I don't want to have to answer that question. Right. Yes, I'm going to the mall with my homegirl. I'm not fucking her. Right, right. Or tomorrow. So is that a thing? Um, Do you experience that as well with guys either feeling like if you want to be their friend that you're secretly like in love with them or... Even with a partner, like every guy or friend that you have, like I, I feel like this happens, like regardless if it's heterosexual or, yeah, or anything. Definitely, but, I can't have a guy right without there being an underlying. But I feel like because you know, like women hang out with women, men hang out with men. So is there like a a heightened sense of um, insecurity with you? Um, yes, and one thing I do want to touch on to um, something that you mentioned, the fact that when I did come out um, mm-hmm. before. I told my best friend first before anybody, before even going on the show or anything. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you need to tell her. Like, you need mm-hmm. to tell your girlfriend because that's not cool. Like, and at first I was just like, are you crazy? Like, why would I? And then uh, we both, I asked for support. We both sat down with my girlfriend at breakfast and I wanted to, I needed like my best friend right there because she's like yeah. my, my rock to tell her like, you know, I'm bisexual and I don't know what to do. Like, I love you mm-hmm. this and that. Um, she ended up, my best friend left and we had a personal conversation. And so we decided to still stay together. Oh. So we were together. But now at this point, she's looking at not only the females that are like, you know, oh, we let your guy Because you like everybody at this point. No, look at my friends. So what's up with so-and-so and this and that now? So it it kind of, it got a little too too messy, I guess. Mm-hmm. But at that time, none of my friends were like that. I'm, I'm right. the only gay person in my, in my crew. Now, now my media circle, there's one person who's um, bi and the rest of my friends are all straight and they all accept me for who I am. So gotcha. they don't look at me like, oh, he's just my friend because, you know, he wants to like fuck or uh-huh. trying to get at me. So I haven't really experienced that. But I did. Once I came out, I experienced people acting really weird and funny towards me that I worked with in Portland music and mm. people that were my friends. Like, I always say that I never lost any real friends when I came out because my real friends are still my friends today. That How did your music career change, if oh at all? Gosh. <laughs> so literally, once I came out, um, I had put a. We did the show, and we filmed the show in August. No, which show you were talking about? Uh, divorce, the, the divorce court. Divorce court. Divorce court. We shot it August 2014, and then it didn't come out until October. So oh, wow. we shot the video or the the show, and then. I started making phone calls right after that to my family because I was living in Atlanta at the time. Oh. So I'm calling back to my family like, you, the show's going to come out. I want you guys to hear from me first. I'm bisexual, blah, blah, blah. So I told all my peoples. Can you imagine that phone? Tr- I'm bisexual. Hey, bye. I'm bisexual. Bye. So I'm bisexual. I got five more calls. It's coming. Hold on. Bye. I'm going to text you. <laughs> Tell grandma. Right. Yeah. Let auntie like know. That. I know she, she didn't pick up for me. Let auntie know. And I called my mom first. And I told her she wanted no surprises at the cookout. <laughs> right. My mom knew, uh, uh, even though when I was a kid, I didn't really have feminine tendencies. I just did weird shit that she was like. So I get an example. Like, <laughs> okay, so this story is so this is so funny, but so stupid. So, um, my mom, she she sold hardcore dope like back in the day, like, and we were we had the freedom to do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. She goes, money, go do y'all get out my house. 
So be outside. It was Halloween, and me and my sisters had went to the mall to get Halloween costumes. So everybody's kind of around doing their thing. I ended up like I think Spencer's gifts or Hot Topic or something. Uh, and so I bought some nails. I bought like a wig. I bought this, that, and a third. And we got back, and they want to see our costumes. My mom, my stepdad, and she was like, "So what are you gonna be?" And I was like, "Um, a girl or like a a, a dead prostitute or something, like that, something like that." <laughs> because the prostitute ain't in there. That's what I mean. Dead prostitute. She, she gotta die for Halloween. She literally <laughs> went off on me, right? Cussed me out, this and that, to my bag. And then next thing I know, I go to sleep. She wakes me up at like one in the morning. Calls me in a room. I, I'm pretty sure my mom was high this time because <laughs> she had time to think about it. Yeah, she put the wig on me. She put the lipstick on me. Put me in the mirror. Was like, "This is what you want to be? Like, do you want to? Uh, you're, you're my little nigga. Like, uh, she shamed me, and that oh. fucked me up. Like, and I, I had this whole like meltdown. Like, no, I just saying, oh, mom, blah, blah, blah. and that's kind of where like me hiding everything started. And then, gotcha. But you know, so I think she knew. She knew back then. So when I told her over the phone, she was like, "Son, I already knew. I was waiting for you." Dun, dun, dun. It went very well, but I told everybody. Wait, so I got a question. People tell you they already knew. I'm like, well, why didn't you tell me you knew? Because <laughs> well, I've been, well, because that happened it. with my oldest son, uh-huh. where we've been though. Like we, like at five, he was putting on wigs and dancing around to Beyonce, talking about I'm a cater to you. You know, we like, oh, okay, got it. Julie, <laughs> <Just like getting laughs> noted. And it was funny because when he finally came out to us, it was. um actually what happened was because he got in trouble because he was playing in my makeup now mac you know my I remember you is, telling me about yeah, this i was i was hot not because you gay we knew Wait. you was gay bro i don't give a fuck you was in my makeup that's good makeup fancy it wasn't the cheap not to mention i'm about 10 shades lighter than you so what the fuck was you doing with my makeup bro i was so fucking bad your foundation yeah so then he was of course he he has his own other mental health issues so he was like super like creates chaos in his situations like he has to have chaos so it was i didn't want you to know because i thought you were Gay, bro. I don't give a fuck. Stay in the makeup. Stay out of my neck. I should not buy you your shades. Like, bro, don't touch my shit. Like, I was in there sanitizing my stuff. Like, I was like, and I was so mad. And you got twenty dollars for some new mascara. So, but it was so funny because he was so. I think he was so devastated because he really wanted that moment, that coming out moment, and he didn't get it because we already knew, and he was in trouble for something else. And so the 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 acknowledgement of him being gay really just wasn't there. And I, I felt kind of bad after a while because I was like, damn, you didn't have your whole he Diana Ross know. moment, you know? Um, and he wanted it to be dramatic, of course. He wanted to have a TV moment. Um, he didn't twirl. But yeah, you know, he wanted to twirl mm-hmm. and, you know, come out with the wig. It was it was a whole thing. But it's to say that um, we mamas do know. Mm-hmm. But it's weird to hear that she shamed you and then later was like, oh, it's cool. Like, I already knew. No worries. Like, how did you, how did that feel, though? It felt good. Uh, okay. Because at this point, like, I have been through a lot of my mom. Like, I ran away at 12 and was in foster care. And, you know, she ended up getting busted with, you know, with dope and went to prison for a couple of years. And so okay. I didn't see her for a while. Um, And there was no resentment in her heart. Like, she didn't, like, hate me or anything like mm-hmm. that. She just mm-hmm. made sure she knew where I was. And, and so we grew very close after that. Okay. But once I came out, we got even tighter, like, oh. like we got really, really close. So, um, she died four years ago, and started hearing that. Thank you, I appreciate it. And uh, she was like my biggest supporter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's crazy how I was so scared to tell her because my mom was so good, like, <laughs> and I just knew she was gonna be like not accepting, but she accepted me like, yeah. like no other. You know, one of the main ones. And once she accepted me, nobody else mattered. No, right, right, right. Without, right. without getting too deep, was your pops around? Did he accept this? Um, so my stepdad was in the picture. He's the one that raised me and my siblings and okay. he absolutely accepted me, but I can tell that that's not what he wanted mm-hmm. for his son, mm-hmm. you know, which, uh, cause my little brother is his biological son. Okay. Okay. And, um, you know, I, with the relationship they have, like my dad has never, um, shamed me, you know, but mm-hmm. I can tell that our relationship has kind of faltered a little bit just because of. Uh, the way I came out and stuff like that. And some things I may have said online about their relationship and how I get treated. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, he, he loves the hell out of me, though. Like, right. he's been working my music, like, everything I do. Like, he really loves me as his son. But I know this is not what he he wanted for me. But mm. at the end of the day, you got to accept, you know, who your children are. Right, right. Um, and he does now. Like, he accepts me for who I am. But, you know, I think he... Did not want me to deal with the screw and the negativity, right. backlash, and all that. 
I was going to say, as a parent, it's like you, you want your kid to be who they are and love who they love, but you know what comes with that. Right. And you know, like, like with my child, they're trans. And so it's like there's a, even a higher level of concern for their safety because, you, you know, you have to teach them, like, you can't say this, you can't do this, you're still a guy, you know, even though you feel like this or, you know, you want to represent this way, you can't be fighting with girls because they're going to put you in under the jail because you're still a dude, you know, like, and so... I can understand. I can relate to that. Like, you know, you don't want that for your kid, not because you don't want your kid to be happy, but because you don't want them to experience any more hardships that they already got. Like, you're black. You already got the the, you already got the highest hardship. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. That part. Right. So also coming back to professions, because this is actually both for both of you. Now, I was curious how maybe the music industry changed right. for you. Right. Did did deals stop coming? Did people want to stop working with you? Did Absolutely. men have issues? Yeah. Absolutely. Um. I have worked with a lot of people in Portland. Like at one point, you know, and this is not me being narcissistic or to the mall horn. People will say like, you're one of the hottest rappers in Portland. Right. And I, and I ran with that. And so, but once I came out, it was no longer a thing. Like you're not the hottest anymore. You're not, you know, a spectacle. Nobody cares. This and that. Um, and people literally turned their backs on me. Like we ain't working with him no more. Like your music was going to change from being what it was exactly. to being, Hey, exactly. <laughs> right. Now, now that I, hey, I hey, 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 hey. You know, okay. Got but I love it. You know, I, I did my thing, but like, uh -huh. I'm still the same person. Uh -huh. and I got to prove that in a lot of music that I made because I still out rap a lot of people. And now they're mad, like, damn, the gay nigga really out here doing his <laughs> And he on TV, he's doing this and representing yeah. And it's like, yeah, because I'm not going to stop my shine or diminish my light because y'all don't think that I can be the one to do it. That and so And has your sexual orientation, did it absolutely open the doors for more um, reality TV for you? Or was that already moving because you were on Divorce Corps? You obviously had examples of being on mm -hmm. TV. But since then, would you say that your orientation opened more doors or shut doors? Yes, it, it definitely it shut it shut doors locally, which the mm -hmm. motherfuckers can stay shut and put a lot of triple lock. Cause we global in this bitch. Exactly. <laughs> local no more, you know? My thing is, can um, we can we talk about the other show he's on? Are you? Is that? Not, I don't. We're good. You can mention the other. I don't know. It was a dating show. I don't know. Yeah. If can, okay. Yeah, I can it. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, I was on Bobby I Love You Per on the Azusa Network, and um, that absolutely came because I came out was open about who I am. Mm -hmm. That would have never happened if I was just still in the closet, right? Still living, you know, my life under a rock. Um. But I was so open in my audition about who I am, what I do, and uh, I got real creative in my tape, just splicing in my music videos and like, things that I've done into my community outreach and stuff like that. And they just loved my personality and wanted me on the show. But it would have never happened if I didn't come out. Mm -hmm. So it opened up a lot of doors. Now, what about for you? Did um, does does your sexual orientation at all affect your relation, your personal not not your personal, but your professional relationships? No. No. Okay. No, I mean, you know, I kind of work in a setting where you don't ask, you don't tell. It's not yeah. nobody's business. Okay. As far right. as I do. But it can put me in positions to be relatable to my mm -hmm. clients or the people that I'm dealing with. You know, so if I'm dealing with a young woman or a young man who's in that lifestyle and they know that I'm open about it, mm -hmm. then they have that safe space when they come into my office right. and maybe talk. Are you a counselor? What's... No, no, no. So I do... I'm a resident uh, services coordinator. Okay. So I pretty much work with people... And do like eviction prevention, try to help people keep yeah. their housing. Um, and so, you know, I have all kinds of people that come into my office. Mm -hmm. And so they know, okay, when we walk into her office, everything that's on the walls or around my desk lets you know, mm -hmm. hey, I'm open to be who I am. Yeah. I pass mm -hmm. no judgment. If you have drug addiction issues, I've battled myself. Mm -hmm. So it puts me in a relatable. Right, right, right. So that actually sounds like a real good advantage. People feel very comfortable. Very comfortable. Mm -hmm. I like that. I it's another level of customer service that you probably wouldn't get, or you maybe even feel judged mm -hmm. walking to a room with someone who's like, I don't believe in this lifestyle, and right. and you need to live better, and or you're not disciplined, right. or you don't know who you are. So it's, I guess it's right. nice to be able to walk into a safe space yeah. in your office like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I wonder, do you feel like um, since you both have been open about who you are and and how you live your lives and everything else have you do you feel like your personalities have shined more like have you i feel like i feel like for you like i feel like your personality has gotten bigger mm -hmm. since you've been able to be yourself absolutely i from from my um i, I dealt with social anxiety mm -hmm. a long time for a long time music helped me uh battle that just mm -hmm. being on stage meeting new people all the time and stuff but then coming out like 
damn near knocked it out of me because now I'm free, you know, and I'm free to say what I want to say, do what I want to do. The biggest thing I think I changed for me is like image wise because I started making my own clothes like I wanted mm-hmm. to do and just like you do a lot of fashion. Nostalgia. Yeah, I yeah. love fashion and my whole style just changed, but it's always been me. It's just I was too afraid to right. express that because what I thought people would think. And it's never been nothing outrageous and crazy unless it's like pride because uh-huh. pride is all rainbows. Supposed to be crazy. <laughs> yeah. I love that shit, Do you guys go to pride? I mean, is that something you absolutely participate? Okay. Yeah. So um, what are your thoughts about how, and this could just be my perception uh-huh. from the outside, not a part of the community. I feel like it's very sexualized where I remember watching, um, I think it was an interview Ellen did. And she was talking about when she came out in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And she was on the People magazine cover and she just had on a white blouse and some black pants. And she was like, I'm gay. I am a woman who happens to like women. Mm-hmm. But today to acknowledge that you're gay, to be recognized that you're part of a community, if you're not wearing rainbows and glitter and half naked and, you know, overly sexually provocative, it's almost mm-hmm. like you're not supporting it correctly. And sometimes it just I don't know. I, I look at it and I'm like, I feel like people, gay, I so feel like people equate gay with sexual freedom. And, and not just sexual freedom. I mean, yeah. some people equate gay with being promiscuous. Yeah. Some people look at and it's like, like, why does it have to be that? To be that. Right. Oh, that's kind of, I think, as a bisexual woman, the biggest battle I've dealt with. Like, oh, yeah. so just because I'm bisexual, yeah. I'm fucking everything that's me. And you see that with celebrities you know. today. In order for celebrities to rally behind the gay community, I look at, like, you know, Madonna or Christina Aguilera. They get on stage and, you know, they want to make out with women in support of I, I'm okay with this. Right. Even if it's not their preference. Right. And I'm like, is there, are there other ways to support? Because I support, and maybe I'm supporting wrong, but that's not how I want to support. So Give maybe, me a kiss, Nick. Right, Give me a kiss, Nick. Be. Well, you know, you're already the man and I'm I know, I'm saying. I'm, I'm your boyfriend. And it's like, it's like, wait, wait. Um, that moves people. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Like, sex sells everything. Yeah. So, over-sexualize it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, if they're going to accept it, like the erotica behind two women kissing. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we're going to go on stage. I'm not really gay. You're not really gay. But I'm going to put my tongue down your throat. And we're going to do this because it looks good. Right. So we don't. The straight community doesn't do that. And they they be humping. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, let we me prove I'm a sorry. We don't, we don't sexual, sexualize heterosexual community. I mean, well, they do. Well, I mean, I mean not with women the, are over-sexualized yeah, in general. In general, you, yeah. I guess you're right. It just, I guess it looks different mm-hmm. because it's not as bright and vibrant. But I do, but to that point, so like we say, women are always over-sexualized, right? Gay men are always over-flamboyant. Over-flamboyant. Oh, right. And yeah, because it, it, it is. Over flamboyant, yeah, definitely equate um being a gay man with being flamboyant, right? Being like wearing makeup and doing the extra, and that's just not me, like right. Like it's hard to explain because people be like, "Well, you know, you're not like gay, gay, and you're just like you know." And that's like saying you're not black, black. You know, like like no, I like the other black people. I used to work with a guy that at a restaurant when I was I was a waitress at one point. Um. And he was gay, and he had a problem. We had another gay colleague. We had three gay colleagues, um, and they were all on, like, different levels of gayness. I don't know what that's a, how it, whatever. But he was very just regular masculine whatever, right? He just liked men. That's what it was. Then there was another one that was a little softer. He was not feminine, but he was just fragile. You know what I'm saying? And then there was the other one who was doing drag shows on the weekends, and that was my bitch. You know what I'm saying? But it was, like, the the one that was the older, more masculine person did not like the flamboyant one and he called you know he was like he's an f word he's all this and that ain't what i represent and that's not gay you know that's just doing too much and i'm like so what is what is the stigma within the community about that even too the problem is um there's all these weird hierarchies Uh uh-huh this conversation is a whole nother thing right there's (laughs) racism in the gay community there's hierarchies where if you're not you know blonde hair blue eye with a six-pack you know you're not accepted Mm -hmm. things like that um but a lot of people still battle within. So yeah. that person who's like, yeah, I'm, you know, more masculine guy and I don't do all that extra gay shit. Right. You know, that's a self problem. Like right. they're still battling inside and they can't stand the fact that this man is living his extra gay free ass life and doing him. Right. Um, because they don't know how to do that. Right. You know, um, I learned that I didn't have to be so extra and do all those things because that's mm-hmm. not who I am, but mm-hmm. I can still be me represent you know my community 
um, but still be myself without doing all the extra. Right. Work. But if somebody else is doing it, come mm-hmm. here, bitch. Dude. Right. <laughs> I respect it, not support it. You know. Do you feel like the more flamboyant gays are more accepted? Because you know, you always see the videos. They'd be like, "Oh, like the video of the guy was, um, the guy was hitting on the girls, and he was like, oh, and he was pretending to be gay, and he was hella like, oh, girlfriend, let's go out.'" And she was like, "Yes," and then he's like, oh, "I'm not gay." And she was like, "Oh, like it was really like disgusting to her." And so, like, do you feel like being more flamboyant almost makes it more acceptable because it's something else? I, you know, I, I don't think know. So because I think maybe when it comes to women, um, that, and I don't want to speak for all women, but I feel like sometimes women can assume that a man that's more masculine might just want to be around them to get at them. Right. So when you got somebody who's over the top flamboyant, it's like, oh yeah, that's my bitch, that's my girl. Like we can, you know, share makeup. And they don't and feel that. there's a clear line. And right. they don't feel like they're gonna be hit on at some point. Exactly. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. yeah. They get best friend, yeah. yeah. But is that so now, now flip that, is that the same for, for women? No. Like I guess I guess the the equivalent would be like a really butch like yeah, stud, like stud right? Like, do you like studs? I like them all. Do you like them all? I, <laughs> I, I was just. And, and do you are you attracted to masculine men or more feminine? Yeah. Energy? So I've always been more attracted to a masculine men because mm-hmm. I always feel like if I wanted to date a feminine man, I'm date a female. I always said that. And that's just and because, that's the point because there's also levels to. How stud are we going? Yeah, right. You know what I mean? You're like young and male, so or are you a brat? <laughs> okay, so first of all, I think young and I, I like young and I think she's cool. I'd be gay for a day for young and male. I, I'm just I saying. You know what I'm saying? She's very masculine, <laughs> but she doesn't strike me as catch you in your sleep. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? What? <laughs> Oh no! Just being masculine, you're gonna get killed in your sleep. Like who the hell? I feel like I feel like I've seen some masculine lesbians that I'm like, I don't want that smoke with you. You look like you'll fuck me up, and I don't. Yes, like come here, bitch. I don't. I don't have that kind of love. Can you be softer with me? Can Can we just oh, like can we? It's cute. Can you not? Like, if, if I had to pick a lady to be with, I don't want to feel attacked. That's what I mean. I, I feel you on that, though. Like, I don't, if I'm going to be with someone, I don't want to be with a woman that looks like a man. Yeah. Um, you understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm talking about 100% right. looks like a man because then I could just go be with a man. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? And not only, it's not even about the looks. Because if you can deal with the stud who her whole mannerism, everything else about her is still extremely feminine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need that feminine. So girl like the brat. Yeah. Right. She's very feminine. She's my, my, that would be my ideal. Uh-huh. But she also has a personality that shines too. Yeah. Like I, yeah. when I look at her and her relationship and I mean, if you take wardrobe out of it, like I'm not even looking necessarily at mm-hmm. how she dresses. Like she's very She soft. genuinely seems like a really yeah. nice, caring, genuine person. Yeah. Um, so I don't, but then, like I said, some of these, some of these really, really rough girls, mm-hmm. they don't seem nice. <laughs> they just like, they look like they just want to take it. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to give it. <laughs> Can this be a discussion with her? I don't want it. I need to look for it. I can, and I'm not even into women, but if I were to look at it, I wouldn't want that from my man. Like I can, no, can we set a boundary? Like. Quit trying to take it all the time. Mom, well, period. Something happened recently. I feel like this is like. Oh, I'm like, it sounds very personal. Like, I'm just, I'm wondering because it's like that sounds like very specific to like a detail of something that happened. No, it's so, and here's the thing: it's not because I would absolutely share. You know, I'm super transparent. I just, I, I observe things and I observe relationships, and I'm just like, I, I. It seems tough. I ain't gonna lie. She'd be great scenarios. And she will I she will create a scenario and have a whole dialogue of all the Ken backstory that it should create that. Yeah. I'm, I'm a storyteller. I, I can't. I love this conversation. I I feel like we could dive so much more deeper into this. Um but I really do what are your takeaways today? Like we'll start with you guys. What are your takeaways from anything that you think they're like, Oh, that kind of I never thought about it this way or I th- or I'm glad I shared this. The biggest thing I guess that I wanted to share today was more so about safe spaces. Like we have this safe space right here to have this conversation, right? Laugh and joke, right? 
I mean, you know, say things that maybe offend some and not others, you know. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> but that's the biggest thing because in our culture, uh, in black culture, there isn't that safe space. Mm-hmm. So people are waiting until they're 35 or mm-hmm. 50 to come out. No, we need to create these spaces where people can come out about who they are. I don't have, if my child, my daughter, or my son comes to me right now, mm-hmm. they know they have a space that they can come to me and tell me anything. Yeah, I keep it. I keep it. Yeah. Oh, you you pop in? Do a pop on the little girl looking at you? Do a pop on the little boy looking at you? What's going on? You know, I want to know. Right. And because then that makes her or him, my son, available. Like, right. oh, hey, mommy, I can talk to her about anything. Mm-hmm. Because imagine, like, for me, we, the question that was asked earlier, how would I feel if a man came to me and said, hey, I'm bisexual? I, like I said, I want to be blessed to have a privilege of a man feeling free enough to yeah. come to you mm-hmm. and say, because, like I said, I'm so me. He's going to know from the beginning, like, okay, well, ain't no secret. She's clearly bisexual. Yeah. And guess what? Now I got a safe space where I can fight. She's not about to blast me. She's not about to expose me. She's running. Make a decision right here if she can fuck with me or not. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I hope mm-hmm. happens at some point where we can really have more of this kind of conversation. Yeah. And have brothers, more men. Yeah. At the table who are straight, who can say, well, this is the, what they're thinking like. Now you can't be bi, bro. Yes, he can. Right. Yes, he can. Right. Same way, if you can accept me being bi, you have to accept him being bi. Right. Can you not? You know. So I think that's why yeah. this takeaway is having that safe space. I like. Um, to think <laughs> back, definitely. Um, the biggest thing that I honestly take away from today is um your story with your child because, like I said, like homophobia, racism starts at home. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The LGBTQI plus community has one of the highest rates of suicide yeah, because absolutely. a lot of teens are rejected at mm-hmm. home, got put on the streets, end up on drugs, and end up being murdered or end up killing themselves because mm-hmm. of depression. Um, and just having that parent or both parents that say, I love you for you, be right. who you are, be accepting. Just don't use my makeup. That is so valid. But the fact that you love and embrace yeah. your child no matter what speaks volumes, and that's going to help them grow, right. you know, outside of the home and, and really be comfortable in their own skin because mm-hmm. they're not rejected at home. And I hate that um, people like Dwayne Wade and uh, Gabrielle Union get so much flack about their their daughter. Yeah. Because they're just doing what any, you know, real parent, right. parent should and will do. Right. This is right. important because now that child can grow to be themselves um regardless of all the comments and negativity they can still grow and be themselves knowing that right. their parents who love them and birth them yeah um you know are accepting and loving of the situation yeah, so, to me that's so important and i just wish there was more of that because mm-hmm. it would really take down like the suicide rate and it would yeah give people more of a chance to just mm-hmm. uh, be themselves yeah i love that i think and, and to that point i think nick b we should post some um some resources there's, there's tons of resources in portland for for um, individuals that need support that there's organizations and groups and yeah so we'll, be, we'll make sure that links to that too yes side yeah, of it, uh, absolutely www.dirtyrosespodcast.com yes. so you can check us out get some resources yes um takeaways i love that we're having this dialogue i feel like i feel like we like you said we need to have more of this we need to be open about it and 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 not be embarrassed not be judgmental and and create spaces where people can just be themselves. And regardless, I mean, and I mean that in all aspects of life, not even just with the LGBTQIA. Like, I'm just like, with every aspect of your life, like, you need to be have a safe space to be yourself, period. Um, and so I love that we had this today. Mm-hmm. B, what about you? Um, I think my biggest takeaway is obviously love who you love and um, try to discover who you love early on in life so you can actually enjoy it without fear of ridicule, ridicule of what your friends and family may think. Mm-hmm. But, you know, try to, Try to embrace who you are and figure those things out early in life because it's a short life we live and you know, it's just it's better to live in your truth. Absolutely. Jazzy, where can people find you? Oh uh, well, you know, I kinda shy away from social media. He said find her in these free and, <laughs> and at the strip outside. Yeah, outside she said at the strip club at the outside tip bar. I'll be in I'm still in the back but I am on Facebook, so you can find me so jazzy on Facebook. Love it, love it. And big brr. <laughs> you, you can find me on Facebook under Roulette Delgado. Instagram under Big Burr Official, B-I-G-B-U-R-R Official. Um, catch me live, too. I got some shows coming up. I'm doing Portland Pride again for the second year this time. 
Also, for the first time, I'm performing at the Red Dress Party, which is yep. one of women's biggest charity fundraiser events. I'm raising funds for um, HIV awareness and AIDS awareness. And um, everybody has to wear a red dress. It's mandatory. So I'm going to dig in my creative bag and do something yes. dope because I can push up in the corset and all that. Oh, that's not me. So I'm like, you know, red button up with some kind of alteration, long train or something like that. But yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, check me out. Yeah, I love it. And And your music videos. Yes, oh, my music videos are on yeah. YouTube. I just dropped a video with Dizzy Wright called All I Know. It's an amazing song Dope. about um, growing up in poverty and just things that I went through in life. And it's, it's an amazing song, but all my videos are there, Busting Back, The Mayor. It, it, check me yeah. out. Like, it's, it's a lot of great music coming, too. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Nick B., where can they find you? So, of course, I can be reached on all Dirty Rose's podcast platforms. Mm-hmm. May that be Instagram or mm-hmm. Facebook mm-hmm. or TikTok, 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 TikTok. Um, if you're looking for me specifically, I can be found on Instagram at Nick B underscore Nick B. And that's Nick with a K. And Leela Ree, where can we find you? You can find me everywhere. Everywhere. I'll be out in these squizzies. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. I really don't. I do. I don't. I do. You are. I am. I'm living this. You inside. Bi-coastal street. I am in some bi-coastal streets. You can find me all the way on the highways everywhere else. No, but you can find me on the social media platforms. Leela Ree, L-E-I-G-H-L-A-R-I-E on every platform of course dirty roses podcast on every platform and then our website dirty dirty where you can catch all of season one all of season two is coming up and you can leave us a voicemail we got a voicemail system you can leave us a review you can check us out oh my she took it back on the phone <laughs> <laughs> love it we gonna end this show with the big butter everybody say a big i can do that yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Catch y'all next time. Let's get dirty.